Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Goldfire Within. It was written by Christopher Smith Adair, and it's available from the Chaosium website and the drive through RPG website. Our game master is Zane Fleming, and this is episode two. Our recap will be given by Matthew Sanderson as his character, Milton Blake. So without any further delays, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Matthew? Do you ever wake up with that feeling that something very, very wrong is about to happen? A feeling of approaching dread? Well, normally that happens to me on the most terrible and tormenting of days. Other people call them Mondays. Uh, not normally a Wednesday, though. Um, usually, I find the best thing to do is just keep on being positive, think nothing of it, and move on. But after the last few hours, though, I'm... I'm not so sure that was the right thing to do. Breakfast has a remarkable ability to restore faith in the nat natural order of the world, especially with some strong Irish coffee, more, more of the Irish, less of the coffee, that is, and meat so bloody it makes the plate look like a crime scene. Everything was getting back to normal. We were all sat around a breakfast table getting ready for our debrief later until Melody Sterling comes in. She needed help, but it looks like we've got our next case to investigate. No rattling pipes or fake hauntings this time, though. You'd think being married to a successful dentist as well as coming from money herself would mean she had a good life. Boring as watching paint dry, but at least she was financially secure. Not anymore. It seems that Brendan, her tooth-pulling husband, has gone missing. He drained their bank account and vanished after seeing a somewhat suspicious hypnotist by the name of Ferdinand August. With a surname like that, it makes me think that someone tried to put August on their birth certificate, but they couldn't spell. He was also... Pulled, he's also pulled his own vanishing act. Well, as followers of the fellow members of the Arcane Society, our group immediately offered to help after bombarding the poor lady with questions over the breakfast table. We had a few leads. Leopold Fontanelli, the only man with the dubious honour of being kicked out of the Arcane Society. And to be honest, quite rightly so, after he revealed himself to be a supporter of a white right-wing group called the League of the Forgotten Men. Who do they think they've been forgotten by, I wonder? Apparently, he'd been in contact with Brendan shortly before his vanishing act. It also appears that Brendan may have gone to a meeting, or meetings, of the League, as he had one of their white armbands stuffed into his coat pocket. Nothing else in his behaviour implied that anything was wrong. He just dropped everything, took the cash and vanished. After sending Melody with, a, um, with her own breakfast away, paying a cab for her, and myself offering to cover a mortgage payment that's due shortly, we all went our separate ways, splitting up to cover more ground and pursue our different lines of investigation. Uh, Dracos was leaning heavily in the direction of Brendan running off with another woman. It's possible, but seems too spontaneous for me. He decided to go check in the local morgues for signs of his body turning up. Nothing yet, but New York is a big city with lots of places to hide a corpse. Lethbridge and Oscar uh, killed... Deathbridge gave Oscar Kilgrave at the Arcane Society a call to discuss the strange amulet Argus used in his hypnotism. A tree in an oval with some kind of serpent figure? Apparently it's connected with the position of a high priest in some ancient land called Lomar. It's mentioned in the same kind of way that Atlantis is an ancient. Whether it actually existed, that's another question. Daughter and Chambers decided to hit the books and newspapers at the library, researching several topics, our vanishing Argus, uh, the League, Fontanelli, that sort of thing. The most interesting among their findings was the fact that it seems Argus appeared in New York as suddenly as he disappeared. 
He sounds more and more like a con man to me. Personally, I went to go visit Melody after, afterwards and have a look around her husband's office and possessions, which is where I found the armband. Another curiosity was his notepad. The word Kethnos was written upon it. I feel more research awaits in my near future. Sitting in his chair, holding his pen, I tried to get an impression of where he might be. Stone tower with many spires set against a purple sky, winged things flapping around its summit, screams of many, many people growing louder, all consuming terror and chaos. Until Melody brought me back to my senses, she said I was the one that had been screaming. Little wonder after what I saw. Tonight, there's a meeting of this league. Our group is planning on going, or some of us anyway. I may have to strap my right arm down for that one. It has a nasty reflex action of punching someone in the mouth when they start spouting too much bullshit. Thinking of that purple sky though, it's a phenomenon that normally happens before the likes of a typhoon or a hurricane. Maybe that feeling I had this morning was right. Maybe it's a storm that's coming. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, you guys have all uh, started to make your way back uh, from your various uh, missions to, to go search places uh, back at Bargles. The meeting uh, for the League of Forgotten Men starts at 7pm in Brooklyn. So you're probably heading back to Bargles at around about kind of 530 uh, around that kind of aiming time. So late afternoon. Um, I think we were actually aiming for five. Oh, you're aiming for five? Perfect. So, uh, yep. So you guys are making your way back. Uh, Milton, as you uh, come in, um, the Sam at uh, at the front desk uh, sort of perks up. Uh, Mr. Blake, um, we actually have uh, a letter for you. It looks like a, it's marked urgent um, overnight delivery. Okay. that's That can't be anything we're looking into at the minute. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take it. And he hands you an envelope, uh, and on the top of it, it has uh, Slaughter Institute of Parapsychology Studies, Woodstock, New York. Right, May 7th, I think it's a 7, yeah, 1935. Dear Milton, I feel as if we're cursed. Here we are, nestled in the quiet hills, where trouble should be a distant thing indeed. However, two weeks ago... One of our resident subjects, Graham Tolhurst, disappeared. No one is a prisoner here, as you well know, and none of the subjects are required to live here while we conduct our studies. Of course, some of the most promising are not, well, let's just say, the most well-adjusted of people. So perhaps I should expect the occasional unannounced departure? We had another last October, the same sort of thing. The subject, Natalia Thimble, just up and left in the middle of the night. No one in town claimed to have seen her pass through, nor did anyone see Evan Bain when he left in June. Of course, you remember shy little Anne Yardley and how we found her missing in September 1933. I know Anna wasn't the first subject to disappear, but she was the first that really took us aback. Even worse, now I'm seeing the ghosts too. You recall the sightings that some of the subjects reported of American Indians stalking the halls at night, peering in at them in their beds? 
It's all certainly eerie, though we were never able to verify anything. As I say, though, now I've seen them too. Perhaps it's the strain and restless slumber. My last good sleep was the night the Graham vanished. I actually overslept, which I never do. I'm sorry to bother you with all this, but I'm just at a loss. Perhaps we are haunted, and that's why subjects keep running off. Our ish director Nesbit was still here. I miss his passion, though, it's, though that's what led him to going into the Catskill Mountains and never returning. So this is all my responsibility now. I've dreaded asking, but I would really use your knack for getting to the bottom of things. I perfectly understand if you haven't the time or inclination. Sincerely, Yvonne Kalisham. You know, when I see Yvonne next, I'm going to have to get her to work on her cursive. <laughs> Um, and uh, as obviously you've finished reading that, the others um, make their way uh, into Bargles as well. Right. Uh, hello, everyone, then. Oh, good afternoon. Milton, how are you? Yeah, not bad. Uh, interesting uh, follow-up. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the, the saying applies on my side of the pond. I'm fairly sure it applies here, too. You know, uh, it never rains, it pours. Yep. Well, I, I mean, I have the good news that I didn't find any uh, Brendan Sterling. Uh, I had to look at quite a few uh, corpses. None of them were him. Uh, no, no John Doe's in the hospitals that were him. So I think we're good. That's a good start. A good sign, at least. <laughs> Well, if he ran off with some woman, he could have run out of state. He could have just left. Under any normal circumstances, I'd say if we weren't busy, I've got uh, something that might be interesting to have a look into, but uh, might have to wait if we've got uh, a missing dentist on our hands. What, um, what happened? Oh, I'll pass around hmm? oh, wow. I'll pass around the letter. Oh. Interesting. How Another case already. The yeah. Talia Thimble. When it rains, it pours, indeed. Ghosts of American Indians. I wonder what tribes are uh, prevalent in that part of the country. Uh, Iroquois? Uh, I don't think Narragansett. I think in the Woodstock area, that's near the upper Hudson, mid-Hudson, it would be in the Iroquois Confederacy, but not Iroquois themselves. Onondaga, perhaps. I definitely need to read up on my tribes. I see the watermark for overnight delivery, so she sounds like Yvonne's in a bit of a panic. She's uh, never one to uh, do anything slowly. Keeper, yeah. is Yvonne a mutual friend of all of ours, or just uh, Milton? Just uh, Milton's the only one that knows okay. Yvonne. You may have heard of the Institute, but I was yeah. just going to ask if not heard of the Institute, the parapsychology. So they're actually trying to study to see if uh, this stuff is real. Yes, I oh, yeah, she's the closest thing to a professional you can get in our kind of virgining field. Does she have a background in an, an like actual psychology? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. She. Uh, because I've met a lot of clergymen that don't know a damn thing about the Bible. <laughs> yeah, I can think a lot of them, uh, a lot of the showmen who claim to know a few passages. Well, Milton, I, I mean, Native American ghosts, I find that extremely, uh, I mean, it, it's just right up my alley. It's calling to me. That's amazing. There's also no reason why we can't have more than one case that we're working on at a time. Um, so ghosts be, in general for me are fine, Native American or otherwise. I just find it, I think it would be interesting to see what sort of studies they're doing at this parapsychology uh, yeah. place. I'd like, you know, what are they researching? And Milton, this Nesbitt fellow, uh, he uh, wandered off into the hills some time ago. Yeah, apparently so. Um, name doesn't ring a bell to me, unless uh, unless the great god in the sky said otherwise. Um, she may have mentioned him in passing. He was the um, the man who started the institute, so he was the director before uh, Yvonne took over. But he was he was gone before you arrived. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gotcha. Well, on other business, do we? Who is going to go to the meeting tonight? I really can't go. I can't be seen there. I'll go, but I need to stop off at the Anvil and pick up uh, face cream, change of clothes. Mm -hmm. As much as I hate, I hate bigotry, I'm a sucker for free food and drink. Oh, someone said free. Someone said free drink. I'm on there. Our, uh, as you know yourself, gentlemen, I'm not very well read myself, so our uh, our endeavor at the library wasn't too fruitful. We found out about um, the president of the League of Forgotten Gentlemen mm -hmm. is a fella called Ross Seabrook. Have I got that right, Keeper? And I, I imagine he's going to be there tonight. Mm. So he'll be the patriarch. And, and you think this is some sort of a uh, fascist group, yeah? Oh, most definitely. We saw pictures, uh, a few of them, and yeah. Some do, you, do you think anti-everybody, anti anti-black, anti-Jewish? Anti they're, they're definitely... Um, De they definitely seem to be white as the best from what we've read. And uh, if I recall correctly, is Oscar, Oscar Kellegrove, is he not Jewish? Yeah. So that, that would be more fuel to the fire. Speaking of Oscar, uh, does the word Loma ring any bells for any of you? It's I think there's a whiskey in Ireland named after that. Most likely be a location, not an individual or an entity. Some place oh, in Europe? Like, I was thinking world? it was like an abbreviation of someone saying hello to their mother. Loma. Would mm. an occult role yield anything? or? Uh, yeah, it'd have to be a very good one, but you can give it a crack. Uh, that is a no. <laughs> I didn't even pass it. What's How about like? a geology role? <laughs> geography, geography role. When it's well, if it's a five percent. Nope, that's an eighty-two. I'll, I'll try. I'm, it. I'm pretty sure it's an off-brand whiskey back in Ireland. 
I think you're thinking of Lochmar. Ah, you're right. It is Lochmar. <laughs> no, why, uh, Doc? Uh, something Oscar said about um, that uh, the unusual uh, pendant our dubious hypnotist friend uses. Uh, oh, something we'll follow up with some proper research. The one from the picture. Yeah, the one from the advertisement, yes. Right, right. Well, who else is going to this um, festive event tonight? Well, like I say, like, if someone's offering free free booze, I'll drink them under the table. So I'm, I'm definitely making them making them for running at a loss. That put your money where your mouth is, Melton. Well, it's got, it's got to have some use for money after all. <laughs> I'm personally undecided. I don't tend to uh, mix well with uh, plebeians under the best of circumstances. I expect they're all. Um, clean-shaven, buff fellows uh, wearing tight trousers and whatnot. They tend to stand out, I find, somehow. I find the best way around things is if you feel backed into a corner, just nod your head and smile. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Just like that. Just like that. Well, Doc, I'm going to go when we before the meeting, I'm going to stop off at the anvil and put the armor on underneath my clothes. And uh, just in case, you never know. But um, if we do run into this um, Argus fellow there, you might want to analyze him. The salient point, uh, perhaps I'll accompany you to Brooklyn uh, and we'll decide uh, immediately whether I should enter the great hall of buffoonery or wait without. The monkey house at the zoo. <laughs> so what was that fella's name that was the um, the head orangutan? Russ someone? Ross, uh, Ross Seabrook. Seabrook. Okay. And that uh, keeper, wasn't he described exactly as we imagined? Um, Ross, yeah, pretty much. He's, um, white, um, for uh, some of the images you saw in the paper, um, he, um, is kind of mid forties, uh, you'd probably guess. Um, and he was, um, he, he used to work with a, a man called Bishop Prang who had a radio show. Um, and very much this is the radio show that blasts out um, the, the negativity of, of uh, uh, every other race and culture and religion and everything other than white and Christianities. Hate speech. You know, I, couldn't, I couldn't get the uh, name of that other guy again. Sorry, Zen. Bishop Prang. And I'm sure Bishop it's white Prang. Protestant Christianities. <laughs> and he's an actual... A religious figure or just a radio host? He'd like to think he's a, a legitimate religious right. figure. okay. Is yeah. Bishop just his name? No one's checked. <laughs> <laughs> Those who ask somehow, yeah, don't get seen ask much questions. more anymore. 
Well, I should be really interested to know what you guys see. Why don't you just um, dress down, throw on some blue jeans and a t-shirt and come. I'm not allowed at this point. I have to stay in black. I don't take off my... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, then maybe it would be better for you not to... Well, and I would never want anybody to see me go there and then say, but you're in the church, you're not supposed to go to something like that. And I'd be like... Resume you could just happen. wear white over the top of what you're wearing. Yeah, I, I can't. I have certain fashion commitments. I, I will not be seen dead without a bow tie. So there's, there's certain certain lines that I will not cross. Certain fascist commitments. <laughs> That's why we're going. <laughs> cool. So it sounds like uh, Demio is going to stay back at Bargles. Is there anything you wanted to do, uh, Demi, while the others are gallivanting around town? Well, you had mentioned... You've mentioned both Lomar and uh, this Kethnos. Um, Kethnos definitely sounds Greek, but I don't know the word. I could ask around and see if uh, I could find out uh, from anybody if they know what these places are. Maybe go to the library and check out the... Sure. See if I can find Lomar on the map. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so you can head off to the, like, the New York State Library. Um, Maybe the university. I could talk okay, to the, yeah. the, the people there. Yeah. See totally. if they know anything. So All right. That's my mission. I get the fun missions. <laughs> I get to go look at the dead bodies and I get to go look at the dead languages. Cool. Um, and then the rest of you are going to head off to uh, Brooklyn to attend the meeting uh, of the League of Forgotten Men. Um, but you're going to make a quick stop off at the Anvil um, for Wyatt to. Uh, kiss up, as it were. Should we meet back here tomorrow morning for breakfast? Is that a good Very idea? Very civilized. All right. Okay. Yeah, I could do with a fry in the morning. And then I Excellent. put my body armor underneath my clothing. Do we need to? Um, do we need to take any precautions? Make sure people know where you've gone. Well, I know where you've gone, so. Um, I mean, just any, lay our cards close to our chests and should be fine. Any secret passwords to make sure we're not taken over by Satan? Kathnos. <laughs> Weird enough word that no one else is going to say it in an ordinary conversation. All right. We don't think there's any reason to be concerned for... Uh, Mrs. Sterling's well-being, do we? Uh, you saw nothing, Milton, for example, near their home that would suggest that she's in any sort of predicament other than recently impoverished by an unfaithful spouse? Well, no, nothing that kind of implicates her directly. I think this has all been focused on A, the money, and B, him. So not oh, yes. often you find the, the fairer sex involved in uh, fascist hate groups. It's also very possible, however, that because of our meddling, that she might come into danger. 
So we have to be careful of that. I mean, they might have set this whole thing up specifically to make it look like he's just a cad and he ran off. But once we start poking at it and it becomes something more dangerous, then they might. We might have to tell her, might have to find a way for her to get her away somewhere. You have a phone in the flat, do you, Demi? Oh, yeah. So it's a very nice flat. Yeah. Perhaps you'll check in with her at some point in the evening and make sure that she's. I'll do that. Uh, I'll do that tonight. I think I might take that long just to be on the safe side when we go to this meeting as well. Sure. All right. Well, let's. Um, so, just to double check, uh, Damiel, you're going to head to the university? I'll go to the university, yes. Okay, cool. No worries. Um, so, the other rest of you, you go via the anvil and then you guys pull up. I'm assuming you're just taking a cab um, over to, to Brooklyn. Um, when you pull up, um, it's sort of down, a, it's, it's probably in the less well off area of brooklyn it's a bit shadier uh, as the, the cab driver um stops about a block away from where you're meant to go uh and he sort of turns back to you and he goes uh listen guys uh, I'm, I'm not judging you but uh i don't want to be seen down that neck of the woods so uh, i'm gonna have to let you out here you know it's a good neighborhood when mm -hmm. yeah um do cabs often stop down here so we can get back? Are you asking the cab driver? The cab driver, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, listen, pal. Uh, uh, like I said, uh, us, us, uh, not not all of us agree with what's going on down there and, and things. So, um, yeah, you might you might be lucky, uh, but um, like I said, I ain't judging you. I ain't judging. So, That's right, so, neither are we. Some of us don't agree with what stuff's going on down there either. Uh, gents, before before we get out of the cab, gents, uh, you say maybe an hour there? Roughly? Um, a guess, normally an hour, yeah. Kind of hard to tell until we get in there. Don't uh, these uh, don't these right wing lunatics tend to go on and on and on because they like to hear their own subliterate speech at great length? I I pay the gentleman the fare. I give him the no normal tip and I tell him, I'm prepaying the fare for you to pick us up in say an hour and fifteen minutes. If meet us right on this corner. If we're not here. Come back in another half hour. If we're still not here, go home. If you see us, I will pay you an additional fare. So you're getting your fare, your tip, a fare plus the additional fare home. Is Give that... me a credit racing. Uh, does that sound fair? I was going to say. <laughs> credit rating. Um, exactly 35 out of 35. Okay. So, yeah, that's going uh, it, to, it'll skint you out. Um, but he sort of, he kind of looks at the money and, and things and he's like, okay, but l listen, guys, if you ain't here, um, I'm out of here. Okay. That's getting late. I got to, I got, you know, the missus is going to have dinner on the table. I, I got to bring something back. Oh, well, yeah, no worries. Up, on the way home, you could bring her a nice steak or a chop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming after that, you exit the cab and and make the the kind of the short walk down to the uh the end of the street 
once you get to the end of the street, uh, you see a, a, a small, maybe two-story building, um, the community hall um, there for, for this particular area. Um, there's a couple of men, uh, working class men kind of standing around. Some of them are, are smoking um, and they're all discussing. There's a couple jovial conversations. Uh, they, they glance up at you, but they don't kind of show you too much heed. Um, you do notice that all of them wear white armbands. Um, and uh, yeah, do you guys want to give me some spot hiddens? Uh, as I we're walking on. Milton, I, you know, just like you were saying before, these all these damn immigrants coming through and and just kind of saying it loud to. Yeah. What are uh, we that's a hard hitting? pass. I failed. Ooh. Hard success also. Uh, I think I've got. Yeah, two points under a hard. Okay. Um, and who has the lowest luck? Eighty-five. 96. 99. 70. Good heavens. What a crowd I'm in. All right. Uh, Marsden, you're going to be giving me a luck roll, please. Very close. 67 for 70. Just snuck in. All right. Perfect. Um, okay. So those of you who passed your spot hidden, um, you will notice that uh, there seems to be a man walking around um, with a uh, in, in his fedora, he's got like a reporter's uh, sort of thing on the side, and he has a a camera uh, slung over his chest, and he is taking photos of uh, groups um, of of men uh, standing there. Um, Marsden uh, notices this uh, just in the nick of time and pulls the the four of you uh, out of the way as the man kind of turns and walks past you, saving yourself from appearing on the front page the next morning um, because your lovely dilettante is a public figure. <laughs> Just the person they'd love to see at one of these meetings. Hey, the way to stay happy <laughs> is to not read the news. <laughs> if I don't know about it, it doesn't bother me. And you just know that if Brother Demi had been here, he'd uh, turn directly into the flash. Oh, 100%. And get a, a stern phone call in the morning from his mm -hmm. superior. Aye, 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 aye. Now, Keeper, is there some vantage point where I can watch this enterprise from without and avoid the thugs on the perimeter? Um, so the way that the street is, like I said, a lot of men are kind of leaning against the cars out the front and, and things like that. Your best bet I guess you could go across the street to the, there's a diner across the street, like not a fancy place in, in any shape or form, but you could watch from over there if you wanted to. Um, but uh, yeah, you'd be hard pressed to kind of, you wouldn't be able to see into the community hall without go going in. Uh I imagine their coffee is interestingly execrable. I think I shall have uh, a great deal of dessert pie and coffee in there. Uh, you can, you gentlemen can fire a flare out if there's an emergency. I don't, I, I have a feeling I'll be trampled during some nightmarish cacophony inside. Uh, just be careful on your own out here. I'm a little worried about you, Doc. 
I find the ethnographic uh, environment quite titillating, actually. Such curious types you see in neighborhoods like this. Um, it's almost uh, as uh, as you sort of tell him to to, to be careful. Uh, you hear it. <clears throat> um, as you turn aside, you see a small, wiry man with a shock of red hair, uh, and he's got. Um, uh, next to him is a, a young man you'd probably say kind of late teens um and he's he's got a massive stack of books uh in his uh in his arms uh and the man um behind you sort of goes eh, sorry gentlemen i i just happen to notice that uh, you must be new here without the armband so i wanted to come over and introduce myself uh my name is uh louis uh louis finale uh and he goes around and, and shakes your hand and goes uh and as he shakes your hand, um, he places one of the books in, in your hand as well uh, and, and places a white armband on top of it. He goes, uh, we're always happy to have no brothers join the cause. Huh? Uh, well, you've, you've made it on the perfect night tonight. Uh, Rush is going to be doing a, a talk. Um, we're we're going to be discussing this new book that uh, we're all very excited about. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we... Uh, welcome welcome hey hey fellas and he kind of gestures over to some of the other um men who are kind of standing around and goes hey we got new brothers show them a good time huh? show them where the where the tea and coffee and whatnot is and uh yeah yeah have a great night fellas i will definitely take some of the whatnot thank you very much lee so the president here already then what what is this book it's called Mind Camp. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, whoever wrote it knows German. Yeah, they're never bad guys. Anya, just just burn. just smile and nod, and we'll be okay, fellas. Just smile and nod. I lean. The people are away from us, right? Yeah, some of them have kind of come over and. Uh, Sort of just and said, "Oh look, yeah. If you go down there, uh, go, go through into the main hall. You'll find a table off to the left there. Um, just right. Uh, you can you can get your, your tea and coffee." And one of them says, "Oh yeah, uh, there's also the sign-in book. Uh, we all sign in. You write your your name and address down there. It's got all the members. Uh, you just go and chuck your name down there, and then uh, that way we can send you correspondence of new updates in the newsletter, that kind of thing." Mm. Got it. And I kind of like got your book, uh, Milton. I kind of like, you know, when like that pissed off looking face, kind of like. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Makes a good, makes a good place, Matt. Have some of the sadder coffee on. I walk over and I sign in. Uh, Scott Simon. You know. Cool. Uh, yeah, I go over and sign John Dory. A N other. <laughs> Marsden, did you still want to try and slip away? I think that now that we've been introduced properly, I'll make uh, a greater scene bustling sure. away. So I'll. Uh, uh, I think I can come up with a properly insulting epigram in Latin as a pseudonym. <laughs> Something about stultus, I think. And then I uh, just 
uh, just off Corlaire's hook in the East River. Uh, the four of you can all give me uh, spot hiddens, please. Uh, that I passed finally. Uh, that's another hit. another hard pass for me. Normal here. Normal. Milton? Yeah, just a normal one. All right. So, Owen, um, as you're um, signing your fake name down there, um, you sort of just sort of swing through some of the pages um, and you see uh, Ferdinand Argus and Leopold Fontanelli uh, marked down right next to each other and the name Brendan Sterling. They're all you, you managed to spot the names all listed there uh, and they all have address listed um, after them except Ferdinand's uh, seems to have been um, like blacked out like someone's gone over obfuscated yeah and that's Ferdinand's that's been yeah but you have uh, Leopold's and uh, um, and Brandon's I mean you had Brandon's so so Brandon's using the address that he's abandoned Brandon's using his his apartment yeah, fellas. Um, he lives out with with Melody. Looks all like right. we've struck struck lucky here already. I think that all three of them have arrived together. Well, they're, they're here now, or does this mean that they were just here in the past? Ah, uh, this is from looks like from a like about a, a month or so back. This is uh, their oh. their full like this is their members book. Um, so they just come in, and that's what they're saying: new members. Come and put your name and address, and they'll send you. Oh, sorry, I thought it was like a sign-in, sign-out book. That's my no, bad. That's what I was going to ask if it was from today's signatures. All right. That that would be too easy. Yeah. <laughs> Pro investigators. <laughs> right. Well, as um as you guys are kind of getting your tea and coffee and 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 whatnot at the uh, the community hall and um and, and listening to some of the. Uh, highly intellectual conversations going on with the uh, groups of people around. Um, I'll jump over to uh, Damiel, who's just arrived at the at the university. And um, what would you like to do? Well, I think first I will go speak with uh, whoever uh, languages. Uh, hopefully, uh, it's already past. It's probably around six o'clock. Mm. I'll see if any of the professors live on, on campus that would know Greek. It looks like a Greek word to me. Okay. So. Um, professor, so, yeah, you, profe you, professor Konstantinos uh, uh, Papadopoulos. <laughs> yes, uh, Professor Papadopoulos. Um, uh, he, uh, luckily enough, uh, is, is still in his office. He happens to be uh, to grading some papers um, and um, he, as you knock on the door, yes, enter. Herete, uh, uh, Professor. Um, ah. How are you this evening? I'm, I'm, I'm well. I'm well. Uh, what do I owe the pleasure? Uh, well, I'm, I, I am a researcher. I am doing some work uh, for a, uh, an investigation group, um, and we've run across a word that we don't know, and I'm Greek, so I don't know the word. It's very odd, uh, but it definitely sounds Greek. The word is kethnos, 
and I, oh. I, I write it out the way I, it sounds like it should be spelled. K-E-T-H-N-O-S. He, uh, he looks at the, um, um, he looks at the, 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 the writing and kind of peruses some of his books and, and things. Um, at, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard it correctly. It's not ethnos. Ethno, ethnos is nation or country. Yeah, but he sort of uh, that's he makes the same sort of statements, and he, he kind of is like, are you sure this was the correct uh, spelling? It, it doesn't. Uh, yes. It it doesn't make any sense. Also, there's another word, Lomar. Lomar, uh, and again, he kind of does a little bit more checking and and things like that. And after maybe 15, 20 minutes, he goes, "I'm sorry, I don't, uh, I don't have any answers for yeah, you. This that's... is not." something that's uh well considering you know you have lexicons uh and there's nothing then it's must not be greek um sounds like it's maybe it's it's like uh it's maybe use inspiration from is it possibly where did you hear this word actually i heard it from one of the other investigators i didn't actually see it apparently it was i forget was it written in something it was written in something. Um, uh, perhaps it's a, a last name. I don't know. Ah, maybe, maybe. It, I was thinking maybe cold, but yes, no. It, uh, or a place, a place. I don't know a place like this. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, thank you very much. Um, oh, my pleasure. Uh, it's very nice to meet you. We probably sit and talk about family for a bit. Yeah. That's yes. Greeks. What about you uh, from originally? Oh, uh, I'm originally. I, I, my family migrated to the United States of, when I was 21, but uh, uh, originally Philly in Attica, in Greece, ah, yes. from the mountains. My family is from Crete. Oh, you're from the island, yeah. Yes, yes. But I come here for opportunity, you know. Well, I'm, I'm going to the uh, the mon the. Um, the seminary at the, in Yonkers. Ah, ah, yes, a very honourable pro profession. Well, I'm I'm currently a ipo diaconiso, subdeacon. I haven't been ordained to the priesthood yet, but we'll see. Hmm. Well, I, I don't want to keep you any longer. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you uh, for uh, for dropping in. It was my my pleasure. Thought I couldn't help more. If I if I need any more help, I'll come back and ask. Thank you. Yeah, please do, please do. And I leave. Uh, was there anyone else, or did you want to go to the library? Or it's not a Greek word. I mean, Greek lexicons are like that big. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they have ancient Greek every every Greek word ever. Um, well, let's see. I'll I'll look in the local phone book to mm -hmm. see if there's any Kethnos. Or Lomar. Okay. Um, give me a luck roll. Seventy-eight. Oh wait, that's pass. <laughs> um, you find uh, you find one Kethnos. Really. Um, and uh, you find two Lomars. Really. Okay, I will write down their phone numbers and their addresses, if the addresses are in the phone book. 
the addresses for the Lomars are in the book, but they're not the Kevnos. Okay. But there's a phone number? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I have my prize. I will go home. Okay. Back to Bargles. All right. Let's jump back over to our, uh, our, our League of Forgotten Men group. Actually, I'm going to go yep. make a phone call to Mrs. Uh, Sterling. I forgot I was going to do that. Oh, yes. Yes. We'll, we'll do that quickly. Um, so the phone rings uh, almost one ring. Yes. Hello. Hello. Mrs. Sterling, this is uh, this is Damio Trapos. Uh, I, th- I thought it might have been Brandon. How are you, Damio? Is, is there any news? Well, I, no, there's not any news so far, but we are turning up some information. Uh, we're doing the investigation. I just wanted to check and see how you are. Oh, I'm 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 fine. Yes. yes All right. I'm just trying to tidy things up, and uh, Oscar Kilgrave uh, he he rang. Um, the society are taking care of all my my financial needs until until we can work out what's happened to Brandon. I, I would like you to do something quietly mm-hmm. um, for me, uh, more for you. Um, in in our investigation just today, uh, we have we have. Notice that there is a connection with a, I think it's a fascist, possibly white supremacist group. Uh, we don't have a solid connection there, but I don't want there to be anything that causes you any danger. So what I would like you to do is make, keep it in the back of your head that we might need to have you go somewhere for your own safety. So if you have relatives somewhere or you have any any place we can send you where they couldn't find you. Uh, oh, um, I guess, yes, I, I, I suppose so, yes. It's for your safety. And it might not happen, but we'll keep you informed. Mm. It might be nothing. Oh, oh, okay. But and your you safety think, is most important to us. You think Brandon was involved with, with fascists? Well, you mentioned the League of... Um, Extraordinary oh, the gentlemen. Forgotten, the League of Forgotten Men, yes. The League uh, of Forgotten Men, yes. Um, apparently, they're a little bit shadier than the, what we oh, I just, originally um, thought. Brandon just told me that was a new a social club that he was attending. I, I, they're fascists. A little bit more than, the, yes, they're very anti. Well, I don't know. We actually, some of us have gone to check that out tonight. Um, well, look, don't put yourselves in danger by any means. We're not in danger. Um, don't don't worry about that. I just don't, don't want there to be any repercussions if they... Uh, I mean, my thought is that perhaps Brandon... If, if something happened to Brandon... Oh, by the way, I should tell you, I did, I did check all of the morgues and all of the hospitals, and we did not find Brandon, so that's good. Oh, thank God. He's not, God. He's not there. But if anything should happen... We just want to be able to make sure you're safe. Uh, well, uh, much appreciated, but uh, I just brought Brandon back. Well, I will keep you informed. I'll call you tomorrow if oh, we know, learn anything more. Thank All right. You. Have a good evening. You too. Um, good night. So once you've done this, it's probably round about 
seven, eight. Yeah, seven, seven thirty. I'm gonna yeah. head back to our apartment in. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you you live uh, yeah. not too far up and not at Bargles, a little bit, a little bit away right. from Bargles. Up the right. up the road with yeah. uh, Owen. Owen, yeah. Um, so back at our group at the league, um, after uh, probably about half an hour uh, from when you guys entered and sort of mingled around. As I said, people seem to be having very enlightened conversations with each other um, using um, very colorful ways to describe uh, certain races and, and so on and so forth. Um, you guys do your best to sort of not show any uh, opinion, uh, you know, via your face and whatnot. Uh, eventually, um, there's a, a man quite solidly built man um uh, owen and, and wyatt you would recognize this as as uh, as ross seabrook uh kind of takes uh takes uh makes his way up to the stage and, and to the podium at the at the head of the thing and people start to take seats and and whatnot um yeah you're muted how many total people are here just so i can get a estimated Ooh, you'd count. probably say if you'd probably say kind of near a hundred and counting wow okay. um there's still more guys coming in the in the doors and mingling around um you would definitely feel outnumbered yeah and as as marsden said uh previously the men that are here tend to be working class um very solidly built sturdy um you know would hurt a fly <laughs> um so yeah so uh ross seabrook kind of gets to the head of the podium and takes a few moments and looks around at everyone and uh yes milton one question there was mention of the whatnot earlier do they have booze yes yeah there is uh um there's a couple of um kind of uh, there's a crate full of uh, bottles of 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 beer um, and a couple of uh, bits of whiskey and, and things like uh, that. Um, yeah. Keep keeping my eye on where the bottle of whiskey is. More bottles. Sure. And how bad is the coffee? Um, you've had worse, but um, it, it's it's pretty. It's definitely not Bargles quality. Um, it it kind of has the texture like it's been scraped off the bottom of the Mississippi River. As long as it's strong, that can be uh, engaging. Uh, and is yeah. the seating, is, is there seating or is it standing room or is it in there's rows? A bit or of both. There's, there's, uh, so there's seats like lined up, like almost like a theater, um, just like fold out chairs. There's those. Uh, there's chairs off to the side, kind of around tables. Um, some men are choosing to kind of stand and, and whatnot. If you would like to go find a seat, you're, you're more than welcome to. And this is a rental hall? Community hall. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sorry, I was going to say I purposely stay next to Marsden. I don't let him with more than 10 feet away from me at any time. Sure, sure. Um, so Miss Seabrook kind of gets to the, the head of the podium. Thank you, brothers. Thank you for coming to this here meeting of the League of Forgotten Men. Now, I must say, over the past couple of months, 
New York has become what I call a pest zone. Now, look, I, I, people always say that, that, that we are racists. We are not racists. We're just not blind. You see, we, we believe in America for Americans. Um, and this kind of goes on and, and he does a full full spiel um, on this and um, things uh, get kind of more and more, yeah, um, kind of harder to swallow. And um, I'm going to need power checks from all of you uh, that don't feel the same way to see how well you compose yourselves. That's a hard pass. I'm gonna burn thirteen luck and pass that. Oh, that's right. I'm, I, I'm... I rolled an eight for an eighty. I am used to hiding my disgust for lesser humans. Yeah. <laughs> Owen's just like he's kind of like dully looking off in the distance. He's yeah. I have to burn two luck. Okay, so Milton and White, you guys maybe shift a little bit uncomfortably, but you you kind of pay it off of like, oh, I'm a bit. I'm a bit stiff, um, you know, but uh, yeah, definitely the the slop that is coming out of this man's mouth and and the the raucous ad, a, agreement and and replies from uh, from the men around you. Um, this uh, talk goes on for for um, probably 15, 20 minutes, um, and then uh, he he gestures for uh, uh um, uh, 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 Louis, who you met before with the book, to kind of come up and uh, um, Louis kind of comes up and whispers something to his ear and he goes, ah, I understand we have some new brethren joining us this evening. And every eye in the place turns and clocks and uh, clocks where you guys are all standing there. Um, and uh, Seabrook says, uh, Welcome, welcome, gentlemen. Uh, we always, Thank you very uh, much. yeah, we, we always like new blood, new believers. Since I'm already distinguishable, because you're not going to miss this face, yeah. I'll stand up to make it a point to put more eyes on me and off of the other group, mm -hmm. and introduce myself, Scott. Um, Yep, one second. Uh, can you give me a luck roll, Owen? Um, what what if my luck is literally ninety nine? <laughs> Still roll hundred. Oh, sweet, that's, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> I rolled a seven. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so that uh, Wyatt doing that seems to. A couple of people were kind of looking at Owen at first, like. And then White stood up and they were like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that took some of the, the heat off. Um, but uh, they said, oh, once you've stood White, they're like, oh, yes, uh, do you have anything to say, brother? Look at my face. Gang of undesirables did this to me years ago. I'm with you. 
and a few of them clap and kind of like cheer and and say, kind of give you a pat on the back and uh, whatnot and and a seabrook kind of kind of squint like kind of narrows his eyes a little bit and then smiles and goes yes and you're stronger for it aren't you a hundred percent thank you for your work um and he sort of gestures for louis to to kind of take over and louis gets up there with his copy of of mein kampf and uh, uh he kind of says uh so gentlemen we, we're going to talk about this book that just come in now this guy's a visionary from uh from Germany, okay? Adolf Hitler. This guy knows exactly what this this guy's got the right idea. Um, and um, uh, Seabrook kind of steps down, and you can see he's, he's kind of starting to make his way over to your little uh, group. And he goes, uh, Gentlemen, gentlemen, um, wanted to say thank you in person uh, for, for coming. Uh, we, we haven't had new members for a while, so. Uh, I wanted to personally come over and thank you for, for joining the cause. I extend a hearty handshake. Yes, uh, thank you very much for having us, uh, Mr. Seabrook. It's an honor to be here. Yes, my pleasure, my pleasure. Yeah. How long are you going to be sticking around for? Oh, I'm here all night. Uh, was, there any, uh, was there anything you'd like to, to learn about the, the League? Is there anything I can enlighten you with? You seem pretty enlightened... Uh, gentlemen already i just i like the sense of camaraderie here i like the unity the purity if you will um yeah i understand yes I oh, and some, oh, yeah go ahead i i did uh, myself uh some of my studies in uh zurich in switzerland in the fresh, clean Alpine air, uh, I find uh, it very uh, cleansing to the mind. Ah, yes, yeah. This is a smile, right? This is a smile. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, you can see. Uh, you, you uh, give me spot headings, the four of you. It's a big failure on that. Extreme um, success. Regular pass for me. And a hard from me. Uh, okay, so um, those of you who passed, um, the, 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 all of you that passed will notice uh, all of a sudden that um, there seems to be a, a guy that seems to be a few steps behind Seabrook at all times. Um, and he's quite a tall man um very very well built um and even from this distance you can see quite bad bruising and scarring on his knuckles and he sort of stands behind a few steps back and he's eyeing you all up suspiciously like he's not he seems very at the ready um you would probably guess this is seabrook's guard detail this is his this is his muscle this is and this yeah this guy you know, looks like kind of mob enforcer level kind of looking dude. He, he, yeah. Um, those who, who got the extreme, it was Marsden, correct? You notice that um, Lethbridge, oh, so you are Lethbridge. <laughs> you notice that Seabrook and, um, and this uh, guy and actually a few of the other guys around 
uh, all with the, the white armband, um, but they all have a, a lapel pin. Um, and it, it, a, few, a few of them have it, but um, it seems to resemble the, the, the same tree, the Loma um, shape. Uh, it doesn't have the gem in it. It's just like um, this very small sized, uh, but you, from where you're standing, you sort of, you catch it and realize that a few of the men have this pin uh, pinned to their lapel. I, I say, Mr. Seabrook, um, but one of the ways that I heard about your uh, engaging enterprise here uh, was a fellow that I know uh, from Manhattan, Mr. Mm. Sterling, who uh, is interested himself uh, in uh, esoteric knowledge, if you will. Have you any interest, would you say, Mr. Saybrook, in the esoteric? That's a big fail on his part. Um, he visibly darkens uh, at the mention of Sterling and um, and and esoteric and and uh, those things. He darkens, and uh, you hear behind the guy. You almost hear the muscles tighten and the clicking of the of the knuckles. At at this point, I'm going to say because we were trying to talk with him but he didn't seem as receptive that's why we came here we want to clean up our neighborhood you know you know you know what i mean like we need to clean it it's not look look at like i think we're in the right place um so to, you know i'm trying to yeah um how do you say you knew Sterling again? Uh, we know him from a a, 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 a group, uh, an organization, a club in Manhattan. We're in the same club. Huh. Gentlemen's thing, you know. Right. And. Uh... You say you're interested in uh, what was it? Esoteric. Well, let's say the leader is um, one of the uh, not so uh, pure. We we want to take over the club. Um, it's at this point the big guy um, behind. Um, Seabrook sort of steps forward and whispers something into Seabrook's ear. Um, uh, give me listen checks. Hard. Uh, I'm going to spend a luck point to make that hard as well. Just a regular pass. For those of you got hard, uh, hear the name Kilgrave. He whispers um, to, to Seabrook Kilgrave. And Kil, um, as Seabrook kind of looks at uh, a club, huh? 
I think that uh, my friend Scott and I, you know, we've, we're associates of some years. I think we were discussing two things at once, as it were. Uh, there's a club in Manhattan called Bargles that, uh, that we belong to, as you see. Uh, broad social. I've, I've heard of Bargles, yeah. Yes, yes. The esoteric interests are quite personal. I like to see, you know, the uh, the the uh, real truth behind historical uh, falsities, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Uh, you must excuse me, but I uh, have a few things to attend to. I'll, uh, I'm sure I'll see you gentlemen around, possibly at the next meeting. Um, and he sort of, uh, he walks off. Um, the man behind him sort of stares you down for, for a, while, a bit longer. And if he was looking suspicious before, now he's downright like, like he's, he's eyeballing each and every single one of you. Uh, you can almost see the cogs flicking around in his, in his head. Uh, steam coming out of his ears because it's such an overload to, to think harder than, you know, he normally does. <laughs> when I scan him visually for weapons. Oh, there... it's he's like yeah, oh yeah, he's got yeah. like yeah, he very, the weapon. Like he's he's not hiding it. He's got like his jacket's off. You can see the the oh, gun okay. holster there, um, and he's got like a a baton um, strapped to to kind of one side and things like this. Guy's like that's his purpose, one hundred percent. But uh, like I said, a few moments and then he kind of turns and follows after, after Seabrook. Um, everyone else seems to still be distracted by, uh, by what's um, going on with the, the talk on of Mein Kampf. People have started to get up and read ec extracts, um, and people are cheering and and uh, in agreement and, and so on and so forth. Um, give me spot hiddens, all of you. I was going to say, as he walks away, I will uh, whisper to, or stage whisper to Lethbridge in Latin. Says, I realise where he's got uh, his uh, scratched hands from. It's where he drags his knuckles along the ground. <laughs> nice. That's a big old fail. Uh, that is a, another hard pass. Nothing from me. Okay, so Owen... Um, as, uh, so Milton is, is sort of obviously having the conversation with Marsden through the whisper and so on and so forth. Um, and, and Wyatt is uh, kind of probably busy looking around, seeing if he can catch anything else. Owen, you notice as Seabrook gets to the door at the back, um, he stops um, and uh, uh, kind of leans over to a couple of men and then points back in your direction. And a group of about six guys will look up and look over to you and slowly get up and start to make their way uh, across the room uh, to where you guys are. You're muted. You're, yeah. Evening, gents. Can I pour you a couple drinks? Okay, so you're going to let them come up to you. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Uh, without even like... Uh, the one that you kind of go evening gents <laughs> and he grabs you by the scruff of the, the shirt and each each six of these guys grab the four of you take you to the door this obviously causes everyone 
in the room kind of stops what they're doing and stares uh, and, and, and everyone turns uh, and you're all being very, very roughly uh, picked up and thrown uh, out the door of the community hall and, and kind of roll down the steps. Unless you want to try and yeah, I'm, I'm not letting anyone touch the suit. I'm dodging the like hell out. Okay. Away. Yes. Yep. You can dodge. Um, I just need to bring up my my goons. <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay. So, yeah, one of the goons has got. Uh, what'd you get, Milton? I'm contemplating burning a lot of luck because I just want to do it for effect that I don't want them to touch the suit. Because you can't, I presume this is a combat, so it won't. Uh, I can't. It'll be a fighting it. brawl, yeah. Oh, well, I've, I've got dodge rather than fighting brawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely not fighting back. Uh, how much have I got? You know, I've got lucky for a reason. Um, I'll burn 31 points of luck. So okay, so yeah, he sort of. Um, goes to kind of grab it and you sort of like slap his hands down and, and back away. Um, uh, a couple oh, yeah. of the guys, they back, sort of... Down with that. <laughs> yeah. He kind of... Ow! Yeah. No a couple one. of them sort of... Yeah. Uh, no why, one lays a hand on me. If he touches me, I'm just going to discharge my... Uh, my uh, I have my armor on, so I'm grounded. I'll just discharge my um, electricity. That's in your, so you'd have to unravel a, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all I would have to do, remember, uh, my right, armor's okay. on, I'm grounded, so I'll, he's touching me. All I got to do is press the button. Okay, so I'm you're not going to do... do like to kill the guy, but just to yeah. like, like, okay, do your, do your fighting brawl then, so you're fighting back. 20 on the nose, so that is, it's a hard. Okay, he got an extreme. He got a three. But all he needs to do is touch me, and the electricity goes. Yeah, he'll take he'll he'll take some of the the charge, but he's he's a big brute of a guy, and he's just gone. Ugh. And he's he's still picking you up, and well, seems to be. Uh, wouldn't he need to make a um, power check or something, or a? Uh, remember, it's versus stun. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, so what? So he's done his fighting brawl, so that means he's he's managed to, to pick you up. Right, I was letting him. I wasn't fighting him back. Um, I wanted him to touch me. His pouch check he passes. Right. So yeah, he's he 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 takes the shock, but he's pissed off and angry enough that uh, uh from you know that he's, right, he's right. yeah. So he's grabbed you, Milton. You've managed to kind of back one off. Uh, Owen and Marsden, what did you guys want to do? Going to be as light as possible and try to land it gently. Okay, Owen. Uh, I, Owen's just going to be dancing about saying, What you don't like whiskey? Is beer more your thing? All right, and so uh, dodge, yeah. Um, if possible, for flavor effect, try and slap the, the hat off his head. Okay, so you're going to fight back, yeah. Okay, just a wee play slap. Uh, let me see, brawl. You know what? I'll burn seven luck to make that a hard. Okay, he got a he got a hard as well. So he's the aggressor. So you could, if you want to burn more and make it an extreme, you can beat him. But um, 
now nah, we'll just keep it at hard for now. Okay, so he he manages to you, you slap his hat off, but to get that close <laughs> to him, he manages to grab you around the neck, uh, and he literally is just dragging you along by your head at this point. So Wyatt, um, Marsden, and Owen are unceremoniously being kind of dragged out the door. Um, you can hear the guy holding Wyatt grunting like, <clears throat> but he's he uh, almost every time it, the charge goes off, Wyatt he seems to be tightening his grip. It's almost and like it's now I like just a vice. Do a full a full charge then. Yeah, if you want to do a, a full charge, um, give me. Uh, um, well, all he has to do is touch me because I'm, you know. Oh, he's touching you. Yeah, so um, I just let it let it go. It'll be one d four damage. Okay. Because yep. I'm not using the. If I used the staff of the whip, it would be one d six plus four plus d four. But yep. I'm just using the electricity, so it's D4. Okay. And then he has to save versus stun. Okay, so you want to use the 1D4? All right, let's see how his... Um, he got a 36, which is a pass. So he's... Uh, it's hurting him, like, fuck, but he's... Uh, like I said, every time you're charging him, it's like a vice-like grip's coming down on yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I so, say, Scott, we've got a cab waiting. He's he's smoking. Like literally, <laughs> if you guys are watching, you can see this guy's hands are smoking and and um, uh, and whatnot. And there seems to be kind of blue licks of of uh, of sparks and stuff coming off uh, off Wyatt, um, and, and getting a couple of of strange looks. Um, can I use that distraction if that's attracting a bit of attention to oh, yeah, the whiskey? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, cool. So, uh, Marsden and Owen um, and White, you guys all, as I say, get thrown out of the out of the door um, and 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 kind of hit and roll down the stairs. Uh, so you can all roll me a one d four. My armor protects me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it, it's your armor's more than four, so yeah. Even if you've got mats. <laughs> I near break my shin. I take four points of damage. Ooh. Yeah, you you fall on your head. <laughs> Don't I forget to pick four. up your hat. <laughs> I took four too. That's rude. The first thing I'm gonna do, since I just kind of, I'm gonna get Marsden and pick up Doc Doc, and I pick him up and just literally start ushering him towards the cab destination. Um, and you you sort of just run out after them um and, and whatnot um bottle of whiskey <laughs> in one hand yeah the guy who was holding Wyatt sort of like looking at his smoking hands trying to work out what the hell happened there um he kept like shocking me it was like static electricity but like stronger he's too hard to handle I'm gonna take a mental snapshot of his face. I'm going to have um, some rather unpleasant bruises tomorrow, but I think that might be better than hearing one more moron read from Mein Kampf. Do you see um, that? So you... I got his hat. I'm I'm the real winner here. <laughs> um, what would you guys like to do? 
but I'd like to uh, incinerate the whole building, but I think we'll just catch that cab and get out of this godforsaken neighborhood. Could use a cup of coffee and perhaps a cold compress. What you need is half that bottle of whiskey, don't you? Well, this I was actually planning on giving as a present to the cabbie. So Ooh, kind of, again, soften idea. the blow of coming back to this shithole. Smart thinking. Is the cab there? The cab is there. Um, are you still wearing your white armbands? Hell oh. no. No, no. Ah. By the time we walk yeah. down. <laughs> okay, good. Yes, he will. He will. Uh, he'll. He'll get let you back in the in the cabs then. Um, he won't drive off without you. <laughs> I'll go over to the driver's side window and kind of lean through and go "Merry Christmas" and hand in the uh, hand in the bottle. Hey, uh, thanks kindly, pal. Uh, yeah. And he kind of takes a quick swig and he goes, eh, it's pretty good stuff." And then slides it down into the into kind of the the wheel well. Um, so you guys will pile in. Um, uh, what would you like to do now? Well, once we're in the back, I'm like, doc, doc, and I start rolling up his pant leg to see if I can do any type of first aid or take at least take a look at it. Yeah, sure. Give me, give me first aid. I don't have much, but uh, oh, freaking six. Cool. So, yep, Marsden, you, uh, what is it in pulp? It's 1D4. Yeah, 1D4. Marsden, you can roll it since the other one. Um, while I'm doing that, um, I'm telling Doc, we got to work on this this weapon. It, it, it didn't even do nothing to that monkey. Well, well, there's no sense, there's no feeling. Oh, good point. But I think we just screwed the pooch here. I would say that this uh, proverbial pooch uh, came to us pre-screwed. Uh, we know more or less the sorts of individuals we've specified or uh, generated uh, further proof of our presumptions about the sort of subhumans with which we're dealing. Furthermore, we know that this Seabrook fellow is uh, actively antagonistic, that they're concerned about Mr. Sterling's whereabouts. Uh, I think uh, all things considered, also, these books will make uh, fine kindling. I was thinking if I ever ran out of toilet paper, but fair enough. I'm just going to use them to roll smokes. Verify mm. um, so, that uh, the ink is not cyanotic before doing so. Um, oh, well, I'm assuming you level the, the driver to uh, to take you back to Bargles yeah. and Owen I, back to your apartment. I was going to say, Owen, let me look at that eye. And I'll try if I could do a first aid for him. Sure. I will have to spend. Oh no, sixteen. I was reading it backwards. I got it. All right, Owen, one d four. What's a d four? So what you're saying here is I pour this directly into my eye. Oh, well, not directly into your eye. Or two head points. Thank you very much. <laughs> a little cut over your eyebrow there, though. Um. Cool. So yeah, it, he he drives you all the way back to Manhattan. Uh, you give him a generous tip, as you obviously said before. Um, he drops uh, Milton, Wyatt, and Mars back at Bargles, and Owen, he drops you back at the apartment. Um, was there anything anyone else wanted to do tonight? I 
I'm going right to my workbench and I'm going to start writing out a schematic for upcharging my weapon. Okay. Because I got my adrenaline pumping. I can't sleep. I'm going to just start laying the groundwork for it. Sure. Are you going to do that all night or? Well, at least four hours of work because okay, cool. after all that and seeing in my eyes it failed. So now I need to back to the drawing board. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I imagine Danielle. also when uh, Owen gets back, uh, he tells me how it went. I'd assume so, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. Had a few drinks, had a fight. Really? Just a, you, just a regular, yeah. Did you, did you find out any leads about our Brendan, where he might be? Um nothing in terms of address there was a there was a sign-in book and we spotted um the name of the hypnotist uh ferdinand leopold was in there as well and then um what was it Bra brandon that was his name as well wasn't it brandon sterling yes yeah um for, for, funny enough ferdinand's address there was a block for your address it was obfuscated. Um, redacted. Redacted. Yeah, mm. like it's what you expect. Went in, a bunch of numbskulls. We got thrown out. <sighs> I've got an idea, which is something I want to try. Um, but I'm not sure if I need, uh, well, I might need some help with it. Now, this this is a partly a question for the uh, the keeper. Can you use hypnosis on yourself, or can uh, do you have to have someone else do it to you? Self hypnosis hmm. seems yeah, reasonable. Yeah, I I probably I believe yes. that I believe that's in the book. Uh, um, for some things, like for you can get memories back or things. That's, that's specifically what I'm looking at is memory uh, memory recollection. I think that's in the pulp manual. Yeah, if you want to, um, if you want to give that a, a go, we can mm -hmm. do that. Which uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm worried for you. Which memories you're trying to pick up? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, so, as I say to those, I'm, I'm planning on doing something. I'd prefer, just in case, some if anything odd happens, I would prefer if someone was with me just to make sure that. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing bizarre happens to me. No, oh, I would uh, be most interested to, to observe scientifically and perhaps uh, even generate some uh, potential uh, mechanisms for assistance in such endeavors. Doc, why don't you just invite them over to the anvil? Uh, if you'd like to, if you'd like to engage in this activity tonight, certainly. I have got a Sam's got a carafe of coffee on the go for me. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't want the memory to fade, particularly, or become harder to access. So, yeah, I'd rather we uh, do it sooner rather than later. Oh, very good. Uh, do you think that uh, having uh, various um, uh, electrically stimulated uh, 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 wiring would impede your ability? I'd like to measure the activity. To be honest, I have no idea because I've never done it. Not with, I mean, not with wiring, that is. 
Okay, <laughs> so, eyes light up. <laughs> so uh, Wyatt is off tinkering away in his room at Bargles. Marsden and Milton go off to the anvil um, to do some hypnosis, whatnot. Owen and Damiel, you guys are probably just... What, what are you guys doing tonight? Well, I've... I've said my prayers and I'm ready to go to bed uh, after our conversation. Mm, yeah, I'd imagine, I'd imagine uh, Dami's filled me in about what he found, like the phone numbers and the addresses and stuff. Yeah. I would so, be at the Anvil also because that's where my workshop is. Oh, so you guys didn't go back to Bargles then you just no. went directly to the Anvil? We probably were on our way to Bargles, but in the cab had this conversation and so... Okay. Off no to the works. anvil to experiment. So we'll the meet science. for breakfast in the morning. Correct. Okay. So um, you guys would have dropped Owen then and and headed off to to um, the anvil. Um, mm -hmm. So Wyatt, you did your you did your your engineering roles. Um, so with your new design uh, and everything, you reckon it's going to probably take you maybe um, you've got to kind of source a better. Uh, better energy source to be able to kind of get a stronger charge and and uh you think you'll probably have to the power of charge that you're wanting you're going to have to upgrade your your suit so that it doesn't um because the danger you're finding is that if you go for a bigger charge your suit's got to protect you but also if you're close enough to any of your compatriots there's potential for them to do some have some pretty significant damage as well because it's such a you want right. to go such a high level um, so you reckon it's going to take you maybe two or three days, and you've got to find that you've got to find that charge um, to be able to kind of really, really make this a devastating weapon. Um, what yeah. I'm hoping is maybe I could put some battery packs into the the suit somehow. Okay, and so, so you can sort of like have it the cord connected. Okay. No, well, I could have it maybe. Maybe I can connect it in at the cuff. Yeah. And then when I take it off and it's like, so it's kind charged of charged. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like I say, so you, you, you reckon it'll be like two or three days, you reckon, yeah, to, that's to kind of work all these bits and pieces out. Uh, Marsden and Milton. Um, so Marsden hooks up all these wires and like things and sticks things to Milton's head and uh, makes Milton as, as comfortable as he can in their kind of very industrial warehouse um, thing. It's definitely not the creature comforts uh, that are the same as back at back at Bargles, but but it's comfortable enough. Um, and so, yeah, you would like to kind of go into try and hypnotize yourself. Yes, I will uh, focus. And if need be, if I need to cut out any noise or have additional focus, I have something to provide a nice steady uh, steady sound. Mm -hmm. uh, my goal is to try and recollect any memory or any feeling that might have immediately preceded that odd feeling that I woke up with this morning wondering if there was a reason that that feeling of impending doom happened and what sparked it okay cool so give me uh, first off give me a, hip a hypnosis check mm -hmm. Come on, and dice. then you're giving me a power check because uh -huh. you're, it's a good, <laughs> yeah, it's opposed against myself, <laughs> and it's opposed against yourself. Yeah. Oh, now what? Now I wish I hadn't got so high a power. 
Ah, um, I will burn twenty luck to pass your pal. Or your yeah, uh, to pass the hypnosis roll. Okay. <laughs> I'm really glad I'm. Well, hopefully luck says I get three d ten plus ten luck back at the end of this. And then my pal is under a half. Is it better than your your hypnosis roll? <laughs> yeah, frustratingly. Okay, cool. So yeah, you just can't seem to. Uh, it, it just yeah, you just kind of the adrenaline running from from the nights events that have happened and all the kind of thoughts running through your head and and obviously the exhaustion mentally that you already encountered today from using your gift. Um, you're you're just fine. You just can't you can't get comfortable enough here and, and having the, the thing stuck to your head do, do seem to be kind of distracting you. And, and in the, in the other room, you can hear Wyatt, bing, 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 you know, hammering away. And so it's just, it's just not the right environment for you to be able to be able to pull it off, but you try for probably an hour or two uh, to try and kind of get yourself into the right headspace. And it's just, it's just not working. You know what I need? I need you to be louder. Hmm. All right. So, was there anything else anyone else wanted to try tonight? No. Okay. Okay. So, you guys, um, uh, I'm assuming uh, Milton, you would make your way back to Bargles that night. Yeah. Um, that be late. Marsden and Wyatt, you guys would eventually, uh, or you, or you just crash there because you guys have got some cots. Um, at the Anvil, but eventually you guys agreed to meet back at Bargles for breakfast, and once again, Eats Minor has been set up for you all, and, and uh, Daniel and, and Owen, when you guys arrive, Sam takes you up. Um, so, Sam, this morning I think I would like uh, eggs Florentine and sausage, please. Of course, sir. I'll have what he's having. Right away. It's quite I'll have good. Some quiche. But Damiel, it's great. It's good that you didn't show up yesterday. There was actually a, a paparazzi there taking pictures. Oh. But don't worry, I signed your name in the book. Oh, that's fine. Um, yes, Owen was telling me. Uh, you guys had quite an altercation, huh? It was pretty fun. I I didn't have so much any good luck. Um, neither Lomar nor Kethnos are are words in a language that we could identify. However, we do have uh, we do have two Lomars in the phone book, and one Kethnos in the phone book. Really, we've got addresses for the Lomars, but we don't have an address for the Kethnos. We've got phone numbers for all of them. Did did you check on uh, the young lady this morning? I checked on her last night. You mean uh, Melody? Melody, yeah. After yeah. what happened, it seemed like they kind of made the connections. Maybe we should call her? Well, I told her last night that she should prepare in case we need to put her somewhere safe. Mm -hmm. uh, let's call Oscar and tell him uh, yeah. he's arranging for her. Uh, we can have him move her someplace safe. Well, they don't know where she is anyway. She's not staying at her house. She's not. Is she not? Yeah, she is. Okay, she is. That's why I was worried. Milton, 
Maybe your friend with the the Indian ghosts can put her up. Uh, it'd be an odd request for me to make from her. We uh, not a hotel. It's a bit. Uh, it's a bit complicated. Yeah, I I, uh, I wouldn't mind putting her up in a hotel. I I can do that. This, there's this lovely place called the uh, called the Chelsea, not too far from here. Well, I, I I told her to see if she had any relatives or anyone she could go stay with. I mean, some something. I mean, given that this organization seems to have some informational depth, perhaps uh, randomly assigning her a hotel room under an assumed name would be safer than sending her to a brother-in-law further endangering the family if in fact there is any danger i'm afraid that the association that uh, uh this um uh, miniature capo seabrook has is specifically with uh oscar and and us i was foolish enough to inadvertently implicate them and then tried to cover it with a lie too slowly and clumsily. Eh. It happens, Doc. But I'm worried about the young lady. So we have these these three names to go. I mean, Kev, the Kethnos and the Lomars. But I think we, we're still trying to find um, these others, huh? Ferdinand uh, Argus? Argos. Argus. And um, the other fellow that you said, uh, who is Leo uh, Leon Antonelli? Antonelli. Yes, he's the link roughly between Saybrook and the uh, displeasure that he showed and the society itself. Well, the Argos is, I think, the most obvious one if if he has done something to Brandon we don't know where he is he could still be in New Jersey and we we haven't uh, endeavored the ferry trip yet but we don't know where in uh, all of Weehawken he would be I'm we don't have an address we couldn't find an address in the book to ask the stand for the daily papers again and look and see if it's the same ad or if he's reposted a new ad. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so the, the Sam kind of runs off to get the papers once more, um, comes back, puts them down, and there is no ad. Hmm. Hmm. He has the money. He has what he wants. He's gone. Yeah, but the one thing about flim flam artists, they spend the money quick and look for more. Do they move around a lot? Maybe he's now moved to another town. Could be. If he were simply uh, a confidence fellow and he were looking for the short cull and one well-off dentist was sufficient, that would be one thing, but that doesn't explain the attachment to these so-called forgotten men. Yeah. And I'm most so... disappointed that we didn't see him there or the hypnotist or mm. any other primary individuals of concern. 
Did we check with the police to see if there's already a record on this fellow? Don't believe uh, so. Wyatt and Owen did that when they went to the library. They did a full check on Argus. And that was when they discovered he just sort of, once he popped up. Ah. Now, Doc, didn't you say something in the cab ride about the pins? I, I was a little distracted at the time. Oh, yes. Good point. Yes. The, um, again, the, the, uh, the, the remains an unspecified but non-trivial relationship between the esoteric components of this matter and these thugs, because the the uh, the uh, primary or the principal architects of this uh, far right group uh, are in they, they were wearing pins that recapitulated the tree insignia that we had seen in the advertisement, and that indicates uh, a priest of the lost land of Lomar. Okay, if we. If we, well, we might find the lead this way. If if we've got, if we can draw the symbol out correctly, uh, I am the man with the feet. I will go and uh, visit uh, the various jewelry stores, um, the goldsmiths. What, was it made of gold? The lapel pins were probably something less uh, regal. But the uh, the pendant with the gem in it is quite substantial. Well, I think that, you, but there was just the one pendant, yes. Well, I'm thinking the pins; they would have probably had them made locally in a, uh, you know, in the the jewelry district of yeah. of, uh, of uh, New York. Uh, I could go and see if we could find out some information. They might have put down their names. They might have left their addresses. Good call. Uh, I mean, now, they would have had to if they wanted to be called so that they could pick up their yeah. order. Now, refresh my memory. Did we take that article out of the newspaper? Like, uh, you, yeah, you would have from the... We, we did. You, yeah, you, you found it would have kept a copy, yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. Was there an association between that symbol and uh, Argus? Yeah, the pendant that Argus uses the same symbol. All right. So that's that's what I want to find because they would have had to have contacted him when the thing or or shipped it to him. Right. We might get an address. And one of us have the 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 advertisement that has the image in it. So. Yeah. If I, okay, if we've got that, it's a lot of footwork. But fortunately, the 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 the, the jewelry district is all crammed together, you know, in, in New York. I can just go up and down the street to each and every one of them. Oddly enough, most of them are Jewish, so I imagine maybe they didn't go to one of the Jewish ones. Um, precisely my thought, they might have had to specifically seek out somebody who wasn't they would Jewish. consider pure. So I could do that. To give us, if it gives us an address, then we can go find this full of a hypnotist that's actually a really good idea okay i got my job <laughs> I'll, need to, I'll need to make some calls well mainly a specific call to uh to yvonne to find out if we can we can head up there but we've got a more pressing issue on our hands here at the moment right 
I, I'm just sorry that I'm probably not going to be able to use my fists um, with the jeweler. Yeah, those fists are made for praying. You seem to have um, all the fun. <laughs> well, no, maybe you can not, all but... give me uh, an idea check and a spot hidden check. When you find a uh, League of Forgotten Man sympathizer jeweler, you might need to give him a punch in the mouth. Maybe. Pass the idea, yes. failed the spot. Regular pass. Hard idea, regular spot. Oh, wait, spot hidden too? Okay. Extreme idea, regular spot hidden. Nice. Uh, pass idea, fumble spot hidden. <laughs> regular, uh, regular. Okay. So all of you that passed your idea roll, you have an address for Leopold Fontanelli. You've received it twice now. You found it in the sign-in book at the League of Forgotten Men, and it was in the phone book. You have a written address for that for that person who has a connection with uh, the uh, <laughs> spot hidden check. Um, those again, uh, the old window that Damiel uh, saw Melody Sterling crossing the street out of. Um, those of you kind of uh, maybe glance out the window and notice that across the street, leaning against the car, is three men all with white armbands just looking up at Bargles. There are three men with armbands across the street looking up in our direction. I... It's not like any of you said, hey, we're members of this club, Barkles. Why? <laughs> I was trying to deflect from the other club. I should have... It is amusing we all were using assumed names. I even remembered yours, Wyatt, which I was yes. rather proud of myself for. And I, I should have said we were part of um, Bungles or Smeagles. Well, I will go out separately because they don't know that I'm even associated right. with you. We might have to leave by the back door. Um, you might, uh, Demi, you might go out with another member as well who is also uninvolved. I can talk to Mr. Crane. He tends to like to ask me questions. We can go stroll out. Yeah, but I'm so. finishing my yeah, finish my my, my uh, eggs floating. It's it is delicious. striking that they are sufficiently concerned about our visit, isn't it? Yeah, but you know what? We're in the middle of Manhattan in a nice area on our home turf. I'm going to walk right up to them and see what the hell they want. If they choose to attack me out in broad daylight, one, I'm going to give them my best, and two, nobody bullies me. Well, you're going to be confirming that you are here. Well, they know already. They think they know. They don't always know what you think they know. Hmm. What are our options for entering and exiting Boggles? Uh, so there's obviously the, the front way, uh, and then there will be a, a back door. There's got to be way. a kitchen door and a yeah. servant's Tradesman's door. entrance. Yeah. Honestly, I'd be somewhat interested to notice if there were three more of these uh, simpletons waiting outside the kitchen door. Well, that would tell us a great deal about their concern. There's windows down the hall. We should be able to see out the Just back. Send the Sam out the back. See if there's three mooks with white armbands. They're going to be taking out the trash or something. Feed I need cat. another espresso anyway, Sam. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, sir. I, I'll check right away. 
I will. Uh, Sam runs off to. I will take my leave of you, and uh, I will. Uh, I will. Which time would you meet this afternoon? Yeah. Or right. once again, five o'clock. Uh, Sounds maybe good. Not here, maybe at the anvil. You want to meet at the anvil? That's not a bad idea because they wouldn't expect you to be there. All right. We presume they don't have that address yet. It's uh, after all not a uh, not a private residence. Do you have right, a spare um, key so that I can get in when I arrive? Thank you. And it's uh, listed excuse as me, a uh, fish Mr. Lethbridge. Uh, the, there doesn't seem to be any one of their description at the back door, sir. Very kind, Sam. Thank you. Oh, um, can I um, can I have the phone, please? Of course, sir. So I'll, I'll, I'll take my leave back. of you. I'll take my leave. Goodbye. We'll see, see you this afternoon. I called the local precinct. Hi, um, I am a concerned citizen. I see three gentlemen leaning against a car. Uh, with white armbands, they are shouting derogatory slurs and they knocked the groceries out of an elderly woman's hand, calling her a very unsavory word, referring to the color of her skin. And when I approached them, they said, coppers, coppers won't do nothing to us. We'll smack them in the face. Ooh, give me a fast talk. I will spend seven luck to do that. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. So they go. Uh, uh, we'll we'll send the um, we'll send the the officer over as soon as we can, sir. And uh, gents, would you like to enjoy another cappuccino and watch the show? I suddenly feel like ordering a plate full of bacon. Yeah, I'm not gonna miss this. Like, <laughs> um, so probably uh, maybe kind of ten minutes max. Um, a, a police car pulls around the corner and stops, um, and uh, and two officers get out of the police car and kind of look around the street a little bit and and things and walk over and because they can see these guys leaning against the car, looking over at Bargles and they could have come over and. You can't hear any of the conversation, mm -hmm. but um, they they sort of you can see a, a conversation. They're talking about it, and then some of the cops just sort of start kind of pointing around, and um, off to the side uh, they can see a a, uh, a shoe sign uh, off to off of one of the corners, um, and they go in over and, and they uh, they sort of talk to him, and you see the the shoe sign. They kind of point just over to the guys. Um, who have the white armbands who kind of look kind of dirtily at the at the kid and then um, uh, and, and then kind of look back up at Bargles and the, the kid shakes his head um, and the cops come over to the, the guys and, and shake their hand um, and, and get back in their police cars and, 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 and drive off. Um, fortunately, questioning people around the areas, there was no one said they saw any derogatory terms or anything like that they're just standing there and against the law yeah i was hoping that the cops came all with piss and vinegar because they said they were you know 
Hey, this guy said <laughs> it was worth a shot. It was worth a shot. Well, lacking that entertainment, uh, what should we do about this Fontanelli fellow? Direct approaches have been uh, less satisfactory to me in the last 24 hours. And that will be on his uh, turf. It, it would be better if we had a phone number, at least to sort of break the ice a bit. You do. Well, we do. I thought we only had an address, sorry. No, there was a phone number and address for Fontanelli in the phone book. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you think? Should we figure out what we want to talk to him about first? And then give him a call. I've got an idea of something I'd want to ask him, but I'd want to do it in person because I want to read him when he uh, when he gives his response. It's harder to do over the phone. Okay. And I, I left you the numbers for those other guys. The names. So, do you want to just... approach it, Blake, as uh, as if you were ignorant of the disagreement with Kilgrave, or? Yeah, I'm going to approach him as just, hey, you're a like-minded folk uh, person, well, at least similar interests, someone who's known to have a great deal of knowledge about esoteric subjects who want to run some sub-things past you. That's a good idea. Uh, what do you propose as an introduction? Uh, I found that bringing up uh, the, Brendan's name did not... Uh, generate positive results in the group of brutes. Bring up them, just bring up the Arcane Society and that it was mentioned in passing. We can't remember who mentioned it. I'm just saying that you were a, a bright mind in this field. As we're drawing a blank, finding stuff on any other avenue, see what he has to say. You want to you wanna phone... Fontanelli? Uh, go for the direct approach. Oh, you want to is, just go here? Is that what you were suggesting, Melton? Yeah, I'm, I'd rather put him on the spot. People can put phones down very quickly and very easily. It's a bit harder to ignore someone on your doorstep. Unless you're packing. Well, <laughs> I don't mind bringing a knife to a gunfight. And that's certainly not ignoring, after all. Uh, it's quite a response. We got a response last night, after all. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's a way to invite him into a situation where he can be observed more generally. I would uh, like to think there's a way, but I doubt it. I wonder if he would be rooked, for example, uh, by the prospect of being interviewed for a newspaper or quarterly magazine or some such. It seems as though he might be the sort of fellow who would like attention. An egotist, say so a feed into that. Oh, well, I remember. Um, any of you uh, fine fellows a good drawer? I, I sketch a little and sculpt some. I find it useful to generate. Uh... Yeah, the same. I, I sketch also. I'm as pretty as a picture of that counts. Yeah. Well, 
I was hoping if I gave you uh, either one of you a description of something, and if we did a work up on it, if I try and describe something in my best as I can, that you draw it for me, because I am uh, pretty much useless when it comes to picking up a pencil other than writing with it. And certainly worth a try. And uh, the image is quite clear in your imagination. I think it's going to be burnt in there for a little while. Because if you can correct me as I work, that's the plan. We might be able to find something that accommodates. Mm -hmm. Is this something you'd show Fontanelli, or is this purely for personal? No, this is for Fontanelli. I want to ah. get. A I want to see his reaction when he sees it. Well, if you're prepared to uh, brave the depths of the anvil again, my uh, sketching materials are there. Yeah, I don't mind. We could both take a crack at it. Yeah, see who, see who gets the best drawing. Okay, Four. so uh, Demio, you've run off to... Um, yeah, you slipped away, no worries. You just walked out the front um, to head off to the look at some jewelers. Um, sounds like Milton, Blake, uh, Muslin Lethbridge, and White Chambers are going to go back to the anvil and do some drawing. Owen, what did you want to do? Um, I'll go along to the anvil and be the independent judge of the drawings. Hey. Right, yeah. You're more than okay. welcome. And I do have uh, some uh, materials from my distilling apparatus that you might taste. I've been uh, generating essence of quince. <laughs> Excellent. If, if it burns, I'm drinking it. Cool. So you guys uh, all head off to the anvil um, and um, give me a art drawing role, uh, Wyatt and Marsden. Sketching, sorry. Crap, I wasted my... <laughs> I got an 08. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm so glad you were successful because I rolled a 70, which is... You drew a duck. <laughs> um, so give me a... You're conjuring food. So give me a power check, Milton. You've got good power, so it should be fine to be able to remember in detail because I'm pretty sure I know what you're trying to draw. <laughs> it's a but nice duck. 26 is under my half of my power. Awesome. Mentions of ducks. So oh, wow. what... Uh, is able to draw uh, this. You're, I'm assuming the tower. Yeah, yeah. So why it's um, able to to draw a pretty significantly. Again, because it, it was a blurry image, like in your mind, um, it's it's better than the drawing that you did, but uh, kind of manages to pick up a what looks like a stone tower with some spires, um, some strange shapes floating around in the air, and and. Um, and uh, yeah to be fair a blind three-year-old could draw better than i could <laughs> um but yeah so managed to, to draw that up so around this time it's probably around about one o'clock mm -hmm. well, should we go pay him a visit sure i'm most curious but keep an eye out for a lapel pin as well Okay, so um, his address is in Garden City on Long Island. Um, How far is that from Kilgrave's place? Not super far. 
like they're definitely not in the same like upmarket area. This is a more kind of standard residential area, um, Garden City. Um, uh, once you get to the address, uh, you can see that it's a um, a lovely two-story house, um, quiet little neighborhood. Um, where it, it would be quiet if it wasn't for the fact that there's a moving van um, out the front of Fontenay's place. Um, a couple of men um, moving furniture and whatnot uh, out of the house into the moving van, uh, all being looked over by a um, red-faced woman, um, probably in her early 40s, uh, that seems to be kind of bossing people around. Um, standing next to her is uh, a woman that looks like a, a slightly taller, younger version of, of the woman. I'm guessing he didn't pay the rent. Or he's also pulling a vanishing act. Both. Uh, who uh, can most likely among us uh, get a proper address out of some working gentlemen? I'm relatively persuasive. Yeah, I'm not that great. Tall on the smile. Yeah, I, I find it hard to get those uh, those muscles to work going that way. Get going this way without any problem. But I mean, like I'm, I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm a wee bit persuasive, but I think with with Owen, his, it was his appearance would benefit him more than anything. Okay, so you guys want to. Get out of your your cab and uh, go up to one of the movers. I think I think you should uh, try to get the information of a mover, and if it helps, I can uh, distract the uh, angry women. Okay, so Marsden, you're going to go up to the woman, and Milton, you're going to talk to one of the movers. Sounds like a plan. Let's try it. All right, let's start with Marsden then. So you, uh, as I said, you. Go up to the woman. She's got like a, a short, snub-nosed woman in her kind of mid forties. Uh, she's got dark hair, set in finger curls, um, and she sort of sees you approach. She goes, "Let me guess, you're friends of Leopold." Ah, I suppose he ripped you off as well, eh? Well, if you call being my husband ripped off, then hell yes. Oh, good heavens, madam! I'm twice as sorry for you. He's a scoundrel, a fraud. Well, if you're not here for Leopold, then what do you want? Oh, I'm here for Leopold. I'm here to give Leopold a proper drubbing. He's escaped well, again, has he? Oh, he's walked out on me, and this is the last time I told him if he walked out on me once more, that was it. I was packing up and leaving. This is my sister, Marlene. We're, we're packing up, and I'm, I'm going. I'm going back to California. A pleasure to meet you, Marlene. Charmed. Marlene's sort of like, you can tell she's very kind of, she kind of nods at you, but you can tell she's very much uh, kept in her place by the the, the older woman. Uh, well, madam, as I'll call you until you've uh, achieved your appropriate divorce or annulment, do you know where the little rat snuck off to this time? 
Oh, and they wish I knew. Uh, Cordelia, by the way. Cordelia Fontanelli. Uh, pleasure to meet you as well, Cordelia, Madam Fontanelli. Do, uh, do you know if he's um, hiding out with some of his scoundrel friends and associates? <laughs> oh, he said something about going off with that, that Argus and his group. Birds of a feather, wouldn't you say, Madam Fontanelli? Yeah, I never liked that man. Ridiculous facial hair. Rather, rather uh, precious, I thought. And uh, what about that uh, that Brendan fellow? Have you seen him about? Oh, the young one. Yes, he came here a few times. I think he's fallen in uh, with. Uh, uh, sharper types than himself. He'll get eaten up as well. Mm. So, California. I hear it's lovely this time of year. Huh. Well, it'd be a damn sight better than here. Um, as this conversation's going on, Milton, um, you go up to uh, one of the one of the movers um, and he's sort of kind of, he's putting a, a chest of drawers down and Kind of looks up when he sees you getting closer to him. Hello there. Boss. Yeah. Oh, don't come with that. I work for a living. Uh, this seems a bit sudden. Well, we were we were coming here to see the uh, the owner. When when did they suddenly decide to up, up sticks and move? Uh what she's she hired us. And and uh, he gestures over uh, to to Cordelia. Oh, okay. I thought there was a guy that was uh, that was here. Uh, well, from what she's been saying, it sounds like he's walked out on her. Oh, amazing! Oh boy, he was. She was trying to sell off a bunch of his stuff. She was trying to. Yeah, she said uh, we could just take what we wanted and and things, but. We get, we get we get in trouble for that back at the uh, at the office. So uh, we, what, we uh, what kind of things she's selling? Well, well, here, if you follow me, I'll show you. And uh, he kind of heads off back into the house. Okay, I'll, I'll follow. Um, so um, as you uh, enter the front door, you can see off to your left uh, there's a sitting room. Um, uh, to the right uh, looks like a dining room, uh, and then directly ahead of you there's a hallway. And, um, and and some stairs going up. Um, so he he takes you off um, uh, to uh, up up the stairs, um, and um, and uh, he up the stairs. You can see a few kind of you can see a bathroom off the way. The other movers are kind of packing things in boxes. But he takes you off into a room that's uh, it's almost like looks like a library study esque type thing. Um, there's a desk and there's there's books all across the wall um, and 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 like a nice chair um, and uh, he said uh, well this is all this is apparently all the husband's uh, whatnot um, yeah she was trying to say we, we yeah she was trying to sell us a bunch of it uh, I think she was trying to get back at him but um like I said yeah oh, okay so nothing else has been taken out of this room this is all the stuff that's for sale. No, we have we haven't made it to this room yet, uh, and as I said, it, it, she she was trying to get rid of it anyway. So, I guess if you asked her, she'd be willing to sell it to you or something. 
Yeah, yeah. So help, tell the other guys to hold off. I've probably put down a, an offer for the stuff here. Yeah, right you are, boss. And he'll walk out of the room. I am going to, first of all, search the room like hell, uh, so combing <laughs> the place for anything that looks even vaguely remotely interesting, and having a look at the bookcases to see, A, I'm presuming there's gaps there, because I'm guessing he's going to have taken his most uh, prized books with him. And if yep. so, where those gaps are, try to identify what they are, if he's got any semblance of order about how this collection is organised. All right. Give me um, uh, give me a library use. Let's start with that. I'm glad I put points in that now. <laughs> Apparently it's written in Dutch, 99. Um, yeah, you're just seeing a lot of... Um, it looks like there's a, quite a few occult books here. Um, you see Adolf Hitler's Mein Kampf. Um, uh, you can see a lot of what looks like journals. Um, and you can actually see some published books uh, which look like have the author uh, um, Al Fontanelli. <laughs> Contributors' copies. <laughs> ah. Okay. Uh, going through the drawers quickly, anything remotely incriminating? Um, give me a spot hit. That's better. 07, so that's under my fifth, so an extreme. Cool. So before you get to the drawers, you do notice actually there's a couple books on the actual desk. Look like they've been kind of uh, read recently. There's a couple of notes, um, uh, kind of, you know, things coming out of them and things like that. Uh, and you notice um, Paradise Lost. Oh, by, uh, my namesake. <laughs> by Reverend Dr. William F. Warren. Beasts, Men and Gods by Ferdinand Osendowski. And a second edition of A Journey to the Earth's Interior by Marshall Bolcher Gardner. Um, that was a good enough role that you also noticed that all of these books have something in common. They are books focusing on lost civilizations and hollow earth theories. Hmm. Okay. I was surprised the first one with that title wasn't uh, Milton's Paradise Lost. Uh, right. Hmm. Sorry, it's Paradise Found. I read that. That would be why Paradise. I didn't recognize. Yeah, Paradise <laughs> Found. It is. Oh, okay. Curiouser and curiouser. Put and those to one side. You want to continue to search? Yeah, I'll have another another couple of minutes, and then I'm going to go downstairs and start okay. making offers on stuff. You did get a very good roll, so I will give you this. Um, you um yeah so you find um uh, looks like his his most recent journal is in his top drawer um and as you uh open up this this journal um a scrap of paper uh is kind of embedded in, into a certain page so you're able to um to pull this out and um read it at the same time find it well his handwriting is definitely significantly better than uh, Yvonne's she has a lot to uh, learn from him August 3rd 1933 so that's going to be a couple of years ago mm -hmm. yes we're 35 now 
I almost turned my rough-looking visitor away, which would have been the greatest mistake of my life. Thank what gods that thank what gods there be that he let slip hints of elder knowledge before I showed him the door. Once I gazed into those wolf grey eyes, do we know have we seen anyone with that coloured that description yet? Not that you know of, you haven't been looking for it. Okay. Um, I saw the blazing intellect within. He sought me out after hearing me speak in that shabby bookstore about my latest work, because he is in need of my services. He is a man out of time, an old soul from the golden age of Lomar! Exclamation mark. The world of today is unrecognisable to him, both physically and culturally, having but recently awakened in the charity ward at Bell Bellevue. Even much of his eldritch wisdom is clouded, apparently a result of the great act of will required to traverse the eons and possess the body of Ferdinand Argus. Well then, I shall keep him, I shall help him navigate this modern era and restore his strength. About a year later now, so September 21st, 1934, since returning from the trip to Europe to acquire materials to restore some of my master's faded knowledge, I have been quite busy with both further research and more conventional but necessary matters to implement our plans. That's a shift in tone, calling him master. I write from a hotel room in the capital after my meeting with Lee Sar Sarason. Those that think him simply the secretary to that buffoon Senator Windrip dangerously underestimate him. I hoped to interest him in providing funding for our plans, but I fear he is unconvinced. He did share some interesting news. Radio sermonizer Bishop Prang is forming a national cadre, the League of Forgotten Men. <laughs> Saracen also said Windrip is preparing to run for president. I understand the quasi-literate folk folksiness of Windrip's zero hour, underlined, and its pie-in-the-sky promises have proven absurdly popular, so I suppose he has a real chance. February 15th, 1935. I despair of ever shaping, you know, shaping the League of Forgotten Men into a proper organisation, one which we can use as the vanguard in our war of conquest. What the hell is he going on about? Simpletons like Seabrook mire it in orthodox religion and lazy scientism. Nonetheless, I have identified various members of the Brooklyn chapter who will suit our needs well enough, though they must be kept in the dark for now. This is my curse. In America, the paranormal societies lack discipline and the nationalist groups are too conventional. <laughs> Sadly, even the Nazis are discarded, uh, discarding the occultists who did so much to establish them and their ideology. Even banning the Thule, or Thule, or Thule however you want to pronounce it, society, it is clear that we must forge our own path. Um, and then the the scrap of paper that you found. Book travel for Argus to S A U G R Sorga. Hmm. Well, that might be something longer because the the R might be cutting off into a where it's torn, I guess. Hmm. Curiouser and curiouser. 
And uh, with that bomb of information, we will wrap it up for this evening's episode. Excellent. Our players included Jason Melnichok, Matthew Sanderson, David Gasway, Mark Anthony, and myself, with Zane Fleming as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There is a link below. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd also like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.